EV Comply, simplifying your charge point installations. Another week, another EV roundup. It's Friday, the 12th of November, and here's your latest industry news directly from EV Comply. Let's start the week with this. The Green Finance Institute has highlighted 18 solutions to overcome the financial barriers to decarbonising road transport in the UK by 2030 in their latest report. It covers mainly two areas, consumption uptake of electric vehicles and EV charging infrastructure. Dr. Rian Mari Thomas, OBE, Chief Executive of the Green Finance Institute, said decarbonising road transport is a key to meeting our national emissions target. It's a challenge that's too large and interconnected for any one part of the market to solve alone. We need radical collaboration through public and private partnerships across financing and industry focusing on tackling the barriers and unlocking the estimated £150 billion of investment that's required to accelerate the pace of change. Now, it's a real interesting read. If you go to the Green Finance Institute online, you can see all of the 18 solutions that have been pointed out. So we now have the best and worst places to drive an EV. They've been revealed. Westminster has been identified as the best place in the UK to drive an electric vehicle with regards to the availability of charging infrastructure. It was revealed as part of a new study by Car Finance 247, which has ranked the 20 best and 10 worst places to drive an EV based on data from the Department for Transport that details the number of charging points per 100,000 residents in each UK local authority. Now, looking at the list here, in Westminster, it's ranking high because they have 1,095 public charging devices, which is very good. Secondly, you've got Kensington and Chelsea with 547. After that, thirdly, you've got the City of London. Now, they only have 36 public charging devices, but per 100,000 people, they're covering 329.1, so still good stats there. Uh, fourth, you've got Hammersmith and Fulham. They've got 580 public charging devices. And fifthly, you've got Wandsworth with 623 public charging devices. And that's your top five as to the best places to be riding around in an EV. Now, on to the worst places. I'll give you your top five there. The Isle of Scilly has been voted the worst altogether because they have zero public charging devices as it stands. After that, you've got Castle Point. They have three public charging devices available. Thirdly, you've got Fenland. They've got five public charging devices available. And fourthly, you've got Medway. Now, they do have 17 public charging devices, which is far better than the other three I've mentioned. (laughs) But obviously, it's still not very good and then you've got Rodder, Kites and Taff with 18 public charging devices ranking fifth so uh, yeah it's not very great actually there's a joint fifth should I say the Wirral also has 24 public charging devices and has actually done a joint ranking with the Rodder Canon Taff there so yeah overall they're the worst places for you to be driving around in your EV 
According to Fleetcheck, there are currently more than one million job vacancies in the economy, and Peter Golding, managing director of Fleetcheck, has said providing the right company car offering is becoming an especially attractive benefit. He added that the higher level of taxation in recent years have seen petrol and diesel company cars become perceived as a less of an advantage within an overall employment package. But EVs have changed that perception completely in a very short space of time. There is a high degree of attractiveness to the employer bearing the financial risk of an EV, according to Fleetcheck. The whole life cost for EVs are now comparable to petrol and diesel equivalents, but the monthly lease rates still look prohibitively high from a consumer's point of view. Golding said, as long as the driver's personal profit makes them a suitable driver of an EV in terms of the factors such as vehicle range and having access to off-street charging, there is currently a very good argument to offer them an option within their budget for a human resources point of view and to go with an EV. In other news this week, it would not be an EV podcast if we didn't mention Elon Musk. Now, he disclosed in a filing on Wednesday this week that he had sold shares of the electric car maker. Musk said on Saturday that he would sell 10% of his stake if his followers on Twitter approved the move on a poll. Only Elon would do it through Twitter. Now, the shares were sold to satisfy tax withholding obligations related to exercise of stock options to purchase about 2.2 million shares. Now, this is according to the filing. In other news this week, major car firms have failed to back the COP26 EV pledge. Jaguar Land Rover, Ford, Mercedes-Benz and Volvo signed a zero emissions pledge at the climate summit but other key manufacturers declined the declaration was agreed by attendees at the united nations climate summit in glasgow and it aims to help accelerate the transition to zero emission vehicles in the pledge automotive manufacturers agreed to work towards selling only fully zero emissions new cars and vans in leading markets by 2035 or sooner. The governments who have signed the deal, which included the UK, have agreed to do the same by 2035 in leading markets and 2040 elsewhere. The UK has already committed to achieving this by 2035. However, most of the world's leading car firms, including BMW Group, Renault Group, Hyundai Motor Group, Stellantis, Toyota and the Volkswagen Group, have not signed the deal, despite months of negotiations that took place. China, France, Germany and the US were among notable countries that did not sign the pledge either, although a number of US states and cities did. Great news this week for Hyundai as the full electric Ioniq 5 lands another major Car of the Year award. The new 2022 Ioniq 5 electric crossover from South Korea automaker Hyundai Motor has been awarded the Green SUV of the Year award by Green Car Journal. Those seeking a ride to an all-electric future would do well in trying this award-winning crossover on for size. It's definitely getting some great press at the moment. Now let's talk stocks. Rivian is preparing to go public. The electric vehicle company is set to go public on Wednesday, but traders are still betting on two traditional automakers 
in the EV race. Now, this is just the latest entrant in an increasingly crowded market of EV stocks. The field includes first mover Tesla, of course, as well as relatively upstarts, including Neo and Lordstown Motors. And of course, you've got the established automakers as well, Ford and General Motors. Now, Volkswagen and Ford are proving very popular choices for backing at the moment with regards to the stocks market. But with Rivian entering, will that change things? In other news this week, Connected Curb, the electric vehicle infrastructure company, has announced plans to install 190,000 public on-street EV chargers worth up to $1.9 billion by 2030. The company has secured new partnerships for 10,000 public on-street EV chargers across the UK, and they did that this year, the majority of which will be deployed across West Sussex and Kent, and that was announced on November the 8th. It said the investment will revolutionise access to EV charging for drivers without off-street parking and help support mass market charging for workplaces and fleets. Excitingly this week, Motor Fuel Group opens its first all-EV charging station. The independent four-core operators have opened the charging station in Stratford, Manchester. With support from its power infrastructure partner, Energy Assets Network, the site comprises eight 150-kilowatt ultra-fast charging points, which enables battery recharge in 20 to 40 minutes, along with retail convenience stores, food to go, restrooms and vehicle valeting facilities. EIN said it has developed a common connection specification for EV charging networks that enables operators such as MFG to build their country-wide presence more efficiently. Alan Hutton, Strategic Network Planning Director at MFG, said, Opening our first all-EV charging station is a significant milestone for MFG as we electrify our network across the UK. So we know that Renault is a pioneer in electric vehicles in Europe, but while the French car maker offers more EVs than any other local brand, it has lacked a model that can rival its ICE cars when it comes to sales. Now that apparently is about to change as Renault prepares to start deliveries of the Megane E-Tech Electric. It was unveiled at the IAA Mobility Show in Munich two months ago. This is arguably Renault's most important EV to date and for several good reasons. It's family sized, it looks great as most EVs do. Design is definitely a strong point in the EV sector isn't it and it comes at the right time and most importantly it's built on a bespoke ev platform so we wish renault well with this we're sure it will fly out and finally here at ev comply we've added a brand new feature to our fully native app so if you are struggling with the dno documentation and notifications don't worry the ev comply app simplifies the process with our new automatic DNO feature. To find out more, you can contact us at info at ev-comply.com or visit our website, ev-comply.com. We would be more than happy to help. So from everybody here, we hope that you have a fantastic weekend and I'll be back with you next Friday, keeping you up to date with all the latest EV industry news. (laughs) 